Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. stand for a word of prayer please father thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence and to receive your word we pray that as we come before your word you will speak to us send forth your mighty holy spirit 
to speak to us and to minister to us. Lord, I pray for everyone listening, both here and at home, that your word will reach them in the name of Jesus. Grant us the heart to receive your word. Take away stubbornness. Take away pride. Take away anything that clatters and clouds our hearts and give us a heart that will receive your commandment in the name of Jesus. We thank you that at the end of the day we'll be blessed, we'll be informed, and we'll be transformed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say a nice amen to encourage me. Wonderful. You may be seated. Well, it's exciting to to preach to you um, like this and to see your faces. Although it's just half of it, it's better than nothing. I don't know how many of you have heard that scripture that says that half a loaf of bread is better than nothing. So I'm okay to see. I don't know. One of the things that baffles me of this season is that I wonder how the, the young men of the day will be able to choose wives. Do you get it? Because you just see half of the face, you are not sure. Do you get it? So those of you who are using, young men who are at home, who are using physical attributes to choose wives, you know, the way her lips are, they are like spaghetti. Then you choose. Now you don't see the lips anymore. They are covered. Yeah, even as they are sitting down, some of them are not wearing lipstick. It's like things have changed. Yeah, so I pray. But it's exciting to see you. Put your hands together one more time to encourage me. And um, we, we, are, we are excited to hear Madeline singing. And one day you sing at a stadium. Believe it, it's a prophecy. One day you sing at a stadium. Yeah, hallelujah. Great, 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 great. Well, for, for like 40 minutes, I want to share the word of God with you. And my prayer is that as I share God's word, you will mix it with faith so that the word of God will profit you. Amen. So that it will profit all of us. And for a short time, I want to speak about the blessing of being planted. The blessing of being planted. It's a blessing to be planted. So I want to speak about it just shortly and then we'll round up and then we'll go. These services are not long. They are just short services. They are usually what we call in the Hebrew, services. Okay. Yeah. Service. As I preach, I want you to encourage me because I've never preached to a set of ninjas before. Do you, do you get it? I've never gotten a chance to preach to a set of ninjas. When I see them, they are usually fighting. Do you get it? So I'm not sure with your dressing, you know. Do you get it? So smile, okay? Pastor, oh, how would you see if we smile? When you smile, your eyes, yeah, your eyes light up. Do you get it? So, I mean, if you are just there, you are not smiling. I can see from your eyes. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Smile so that I can be encouraged. I'm not used to it. As I'm here, I'm frightened. I've even been told I can't come to you. You know, so I have to. All, they are all new to me. Social distancing. Do you get it? So smile, be alive. If you have to wave, wave. If you have to say amen, say amen. Do you get? Give me a wave. Let me see. Wow, powerful. Those of you at home, give me a wave. I can see you. Yeah, God bless you. <laughs> Wow. Now, what does it mean to be planted? To be planted means to be affixed to a a particular place for a long time. For a long time. To be at one particular place for a long time. May you be planted in your marriage. May you be planted in the church. May you be planted at your job. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To be planted. And I'm talking about the blessing. Why am I saying we should be planted? Or why am I talking about the blessings of being planted? Reason is that God refers to us as trees. Hallelujah. 
there are many things that God uses to assimilate to, to to give us an example, a glimpse of what he's trying to talk to us about. Do you get it? If you go through the Bible, I think um, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 6, 6, 17, 18, the Bible says that come out from amongst them and be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and I will be a God to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith chapter 7 saith almighty God then chapter 7 says having therefore these promises let us let, let us come out or let us take away all naughtiness and superfluity something of the perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord something like that Do you get? but the Bible tells us that God refers to us as his sons and daughters there are other places in the Bible God refers to us as sheep Psalm 95, verse 6 and 7, the Bible says, Come, let us worship. Let us bow down. Worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God and we are the people of His pastor. Just a sheep. Or just sheep. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Bible also refers to us as sheep. Another thing Bible refers to us as is trees. Trees. There are many things we can go into them, but there are trees. Bible uses the word a tree as a metaphor to describe our relationship with God. Isaiah 61. This is where Jesus quoted that famous scripture in Luke, Luke, Luke 4 18 and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon. Please put it up. Let's read it. Isaiah 61. Want to read it? You are a tree. God refers to you as a tree. So the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Good tidings are for meek people, not for proud people. Preaching works for meek and humble people, not proud people. Who is a proud person? Somebody who has decided, I will never change, no matter how much you, you talk. Yeah, sometimes they look very humble, but you see by their response, okay, you are my bubble, okay. We are in the same Bible, sir. By their response, it's like no matter how long you preach, I will not change. But it says the good tidings is for the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. One of the things of the anointing and preaching is to bind up brokenhearted. Sometimes things happen in life that breaks our hearts. How many of you have had a broken heart before? It's not only boys who give broken hearts, okay? Girls also give broken hearts. The way when I say how many of I only girls are lifting their hands. Girls also, there are different causes of broken heart. One is boys. Another is girls. Do you get then other things? What is a broken heart? A broken heart is just disappointment. Something you were expecting to happen, it didn't happen. You were expecting to get your pay today, then it didn't come. You see, the whole day, you can't even smile. It's called a broken heart. Do you get it? Something you were not expecting to happen, then suddenly happens. It's also a broken heart. So he says, one of the purposes of the preaching is to heal or to bind that broken heart. I pray that today, if you are here, you are in a season where your heart is broken, your heart will be bound up. Yeah, God will touch your heart and bind you up. Hallelujah. Some people have lost their jobs in this season. I mean, some businesses are closing down. Edgars, are they still there? Aha, uh-huh, you get it. They are in limbo. Next one. To, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to opening, open the, and opening the prison to them that are bound. If you are in any prison, prison of addiction, prison of sin, any type of prison, may God open for you to walk free. Hallelujah. Next verse. It says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Hallelujah. Verse 3 is what we are looking for. If we can all read together, verse 3. It says, to appoint unto them that mourn. I can't hear you reading. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them Beauty for ashes. All ladies know this statement. Beauty for ashes. Joyce Meyer is that not? That's where the scripture is from. Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. 
Some of you have cried for some time. God is going to make you smile again. I said, God is going to make you smile again. In your house, say amen. God is going to make you smile again. Let's go on. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called the, or might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. So here you see the Bible referring to us as trees of righteousness. Trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. You are a tree that God has planted. You, I say you are a tree that God has planted. And the blessing of a tree is, is in it being planted. That's the blessing of a tree. So if you are a tree... God expects you to remain planted no matter what happens because that's where your blessing is. Your blessing, how many of you, if you see a tree that is moving around in the street, you know that that tree is dead, it's finished. It's either going to be cut for bright wood or it's going to be bent. That, that's it. Used for furniture, other people will be sitting on you, but you, the tree, other people will be benefiting from you, but you, the tree, you will never benefit again. You are, you are finished. You have ended. You are, you are completely finished. Yeah. God is expecting us as trees to be planted permanently at where he has planted us. That's God's expectation for us. Any tree that keeps hopping out. This morning I sent a message to somebody. I'm sure she's watching me. I said, church hoppers don't prosper. They don't flourish. Yeah. I'm planted here, then I go here. I mean, imagine in your marriage, you are always up, 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 how do you say the English word? Up, up planting or uprooting and replanting. So you are married to Mr. Jones, then they uproot you to uh, Mr. Give me one of your names. Jonas, then Mr. Jim, then Mr. John, then Mr. Joseph, then Mr. Jonathan. You alone. We don't accept it when it comes to our marriage, but we accept it when it comes to the church. As for the church, I can hop around. I can hop around. God expects us to be planted. Ephesians 4.14. Bible says that ye henceforth from today no longer be children tossed about. Please put it up. Tossed about to and fro by any wind of doctrine and the, and the cunning the slight of men and their cunning craftiness good that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie to deceive it's usually children who are tossed about in the house my children can't stay in one place in my house. They're always moving all over the place. When the wind blows, it's usually children who are tossed about. Sometimes you don't know how much of a child you are until there's a problem. Yeah, sometimes you know you, you look. There was a guy, I don't want to say it the way I, I should say it, but let me say it in another way. There was a guy, his father always used to say, big body, no brains big boy. So when you come, he looks like an adult in the house. But as far as his father was concerned, he was a child, no brains. Big body, no brains. Sometimes, until there's a problem, you don't know how childish you are. Even recently, one of the, one, 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 one lady that I mean, we are training to make a pastor, almost a pastor, she went through some challenges and then she contacted me for advice. Then when I finished giving the advice, I said, oh, look, this thing is not right. Let's do this other thing. It's better. She said to me, look, through this pressure that I've gone through, I've realized that I wasn't as spiritual as I thought I was. I will try to develop myself even better. When you go to school, it's when you write exams that we know what you know. It's not you have attended school. You, every day you come to school, every day, 100% attendance. It doesn't mean that what you have been taught, you have learned. 
or what you have been taught you have understood. It doesn't mean that at all. It's the checking and the exam. Then when you write the exam, then we can tell from the exam that, oh, you really remember the things, number one. Number two, you really understand them. You really understand. It's the pressure that shows. It's not, oh, when we're looking through the pictures, you have come to school all the time. A lot of the things we have been preaching, many of our church members do not understand them. Meanwhile, if we look through the church pictures from 2010, to, from, where did we start the church from? Temba Labantu. Well, Temba Leitu. You were there from Temba. It was you and the prophet. You started the church from Temba Leitu. Genesis G2R. But it's pressure that shows whether you understand all the things you have been listening to or you have just long service. I mean, you have been there for 33 years. Just like Metutala, he lived for 669 years. The only thing he did in the Bible was to have a child. And that was all. Solomon didn't get that far, but he did many great things. It's all about understanding. And his children, who usually throw tantrums around. I mean, be careful if you are married to a wife who's a child. She will nag you, ah, by the time you are 44, you look like 89. I know husbands who want to get away from their wives. They don't want to divorce them, or they just want to be far. Look, one day we were in church, a certain husband came to church. I'm talking about children, I'm going down. A certain husband came to church in the evening, Wednesday evening. He had come to church on Sunday to get born again. Then he came weekday, Monday, I think Monday evening. He came, he asked, is there no church service today? So, oh no, today there's no service. There's service tomorrow. So as the pastor was talking to him, he said, oh, so you should go. He said, oh, can't I hang around? <laughs> we found out later that he didn't want to go home early because he's going to meet a wife that knocks, talking, chat, 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 and usually when you have a child. I said, that's it. Complain about everything. One wife was even complaining that the husband doesn't argue with her anymore. Even one other wife, she asked the husband for something. The husband said, yes. She didn't even listen to the husband. She started to argue. You see, when I ask you for something, you don't give it to me. The husband said, yes. I, I said, yes. Then at the point, she noticed that the answer was yes. Then she just went on pause. So he says, be no more children. It's children who are tossed about. You are tossed about by every wind of doctrine and the slight of men and cunning craftiness. It's like tricks, slight tricks of men. Yeah. The, the lie is so clever that you, when you listen to the lie, you start to clap. You feel like it's always oh, very, it's this one day. It, it's too nice not to be true. I mean, it's too nice not to be true. Yeah. But God expects us to be stable. From today, may you be a stable Christian and a stable church member. Why does God want us to be stable? I'll give you three reasons, then I close. The first reason is that a tree, every tree, why does God want you to be planted? Every tree needs three things to do well. Good soil, water, and sunlight. Good soil, water, and sunlight. That's the first. There are three points, then we close. The second point is that no tree, so when you can give it to me, then I explain, then we go. No tree does well when it is uprooted from where it has been planted. Then the third one is that there are blessings for a tree that is planted. So you have all the things. As soon as we finish, we go home. What's the first one? Every tree needs three things. Good soil, water, and sunlight. Not the soap, please. Bible says that a sower went to sow. I think Matthew 13. A sower went out to sow. 
And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the birds of the earth came to pick it up. And some fell on, on, stone, on a stony ground, and they tried to grow, but the sun scorched them, and they bent. And some fell amongst tongues. So when they started to grow, their tongues choked them, and they died. But verse 8, it says, but some fell on a good ground. They fell on a good ground. And at the good ground, they brought forth a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold. Hallelujah. What you need is to be on a good ground. And this church is a good ground. You missed a good place to say amen. This church is a good ground, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's a good ground. I've been in this church for 25 years. Half of my life plus, I've been in this church. I mean, if it wasn't a good ground, I mean, it takes a good ground to produce something like this. Yeah, it takes a good ground to, to take somebody, an unbeliever, turn him into a Christian, get him to grow in the church, to become a shepherd, and become now a pastor. Then become a reverend minister, become a bishop. Oh, it, it, if, if it was a bad ground, the seed should have died. Because we saw three other bad, bad grounds. The seed didn't, some, it didn't even start to germinate. Some of them, it started, then the sun burned them. Some of them, they tried to grow a little, then other things pierced them, then they died. If it wasn't a good ground, how would I have survived in this church for 25 years? How would I? How would I? 25 years. And mind you, my wife has been in the church longer than I've been in the church. And Pastor Priscilla was born in the church. And he's about 40 something or so. His body is just small body by a lot of age. Small body by a lot of age, I'm telling you. Born in the church. Or around the church. Hallelujah. Listen up. If it wasn't a good ground. Could I have survived here? How could I have grown here into what you see today? If it wasn't a good ground, some of you have been around for some time. How could you have survived? You, you forget about me. Think about yourself. If it wasn't a, somebody like you, you have fought with everybody in your area. There's a guy who lives in your area. He has Adidas masks on his face. It's from your nails. You scratch him. Since you scratch him that day, that, that mark has not gone away. Adidas, like that, like that. But you are still around. Some of you have robbed people with guns. If it, for, 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 for you to be able to be here this morning, that you are, you are somebody who goes to church Sunday morning. Me, the first time I was invited to church, I said, look, me, if you want me to go somewhere, you have to give me four months' notice. Yeah, you can't just invite me today, then tomorrow I've come. What do you mean? It doesn't work like that. That every Sunday when I, today, look, in the night I couldn't sleep. My heart was beating. I was just waiting to come to church. Yeah, somebody like you. I mean, you have slept with every male in your, on your street. Or they have slept with you, whichever way. Depending on who was on top and who was. It must be a good ground. It must be a good ground. I said number two, it needs what? Water. Water is the word of God. This church is a Bible-based church. Bible-based church. It's a Bible-based church. Just well, if, if we tell it's not in the Bible, leave it. That, that part was a joke. What is in the Bible, believe it and run with it. Now, I'm not talking about things, theories and statements that have been propounded from laces of scriptures. Laces. Do you understand laces? The lace on your shoe. You remember that? You realize that it's a small part of your shoe. Then that lace has been pulled out of the scripture. Then they give it to you. Then it's a boom. Oh, yeah. It's, no, I'm the real proper word of God. Yeah, based on the word of God. Preach from the word. Preach from the word. Preach from the word. Preach from the word. 
I prophesy to you today. I see three dwarfs. One of them is shorter than the other. And then the shorter one is walking in front of the two tall ones. And they are coming towards your door. But I see a certain hand lifting you away from the door. Receive that prophecy. Then you say, oh yeah. Prophesy, man of God. You were born for this. Look. The word of God. That's what you need. The word of God. That's what a tree needs to. It says, a blessed man is like a, 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 man, a tree planted by the rivers of water, which shall bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaves also shall not wither. Psalm 1, verse 3. Yeah. Water. That you have been watered every day. You have been watered every day. You have been in the church from a child. I mean, you have been watered every day. How else can it not be a good place to be? Why would your tree not grow? Why would the tree not bear fruit? Why would the tree not become successful? Watered every day. Look, somebody told me recently, I, I, mean, I, I, I decided to leave Lighthouse to go and to, 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 to follow another prophet. Um, and then, but I'm confused. I said, look, people who hop from church to church, they never flourish. And then you are going to follow a prophecy? Hey, there's no greater prophecy than the word of God. Amen. The third thing a tree needs, you can put your hands together, it's free. I told you, I've not preached to ninjas before, so. The third thing a tree needs is sunshine, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Power of God, Holy Spirit. Wow. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is in this church. How many churches you see the founder of the church is leading the church worldwide to pray eight hours, two times a week? How many churches do you have? As we have all gone on lockdown, he's leading the whole world, all the churches in the world to pray. Look, one founder of a church, a very, I mean, great man of God. When he heard, he said, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So he logged on to see if it's true. Then now he himself is cooked. He can't go anywhere. <laughs> he has asked all his pastors, Tuesday, Friday, join the prayer, please. Join the prayer. Yes, I said, oh, you know, with this church, the Holy Spirit is not there. It's not focused on Jesus Christ. It's, what is it focused on? It's focused, uh, the church is focused on a man. Uh, this, uh, hey, where did you get these ideas from? Where did you get these sayings from? Since when did you develop these sayings? It's not focused on God. What, what is it focused on? What is it focused on? And let us all read the Bible for ourselves so that we can read the Bible because we all have a copy of the Bible. God gave the children of Israel the Ten Commandments. He also gave them Moses. I say that again. He gave the children of Israel the Ten Commandments. If he to give, he didn't, he gave it to Moses to give to them. He gave it to Moses to give to them. When even Moses came and he broke the first copy, God could have said, you know, you Moses, I can't trust you when I give you something to give to the people, then you go and destroy it, and now I'm going to give it to them direct. God called Moses again and wrote the Ten Commandments. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of Strange, into a land where of the fathers said, you shall have no other God by me. He wrote them again. He gave it to Moses. Go and give it to them. Go and give it to them. Go and give it to them. He said, and I, you see, this church, they are directing you to follow a man. Look, every time from the beginning of the Bible, God always raised a man. God always raised a man. God always raised a man. From Adam up to today, he raised a man. That lead them. Lead them. Even Moses. Look, even when the children of Israel were in the wilderness and they were being led by the pillar of cloud by day and pillar of fire by night, they still had to follow Moses. They still had to follow. It's God's way of doing things. That's why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. He could have said, just follow Christ. 
So this church, you know, they are not focused on God. They are focused on a man. Stop listening to these fables. They are, they are 14, 414, Ephesians 414. It's part of the cunning craftiness at the slight of men. They said you are tossed about by every form of doctrine, which is a teaching. Doctrine means a set of teachings. A teaching to take you astray. Every wind. Hey, we are happy. Every wind of doctrine to just take you out. They don't follow God. Who, who do you think we are following? If you were following me, wouldn't you have caught up with me by now? I mean, your legs are longer than mine. Some of you. Yeah, you'd have caught up by, with me by now. Yeah. He says, tossed up, tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. This is a good place. You get enough water here and you get enough sunshine here. Be planted here so that you will grow. Number two. Number two will be short so that because number three is long. No tree does well when it's, it's uprooted. It begins to die. A tree that is not even properly planted is a very dangerous tree. A tree, even let me do that. A tree that is not properly planted is a very dangerous tree. Because the slightest wind, it will break down and it will fall on you. And when some trees break down and they fall, they fall on other people. If you are not rooted properly in their fall, they take you with them. They break you down as well. Because sometimes it's a big tree. When a big tree falls in the forest, if the pathway that it falls... Sometimes even some trees are standing well, but it's so big that it, it just crashes all of them. Yeah. I mean, if I'm standing there, I mean, the way Leah is slim, if she falls, I can just use even my shoulder alone to support her to stand. But there are some people, if they fall and I'm in the way they are coming, I will make way. I love you so much, but I'll have to make way first. Yeah, I'll have to make way. And for some of you, the trees that are falling, you have to make way so that they can fall on their way. So you don't fall with it. Yeah. You have to make way. You, look, you are standing here. The thing is coming here. Bible says, a wise man sees danger and he gets out of the way. I don't want to talk about what a fool does. I don't want you to go home and say, I said, no, no, no. I'm just talking about the wise. The wise man sees danger and he steps out of the way. You are standing there for the tree to fall on you and take you down. Hey, do you know why the tree is falling? Maybe the tree has finished its course and it's falling. You have just started your course. You want to go down with the tree because it's a big tree or because the tree has given you shade before. So this tree used to give us shade in the whole forest. So let us, uh, I mean, let's go with the tree. Hey, it's amazing. Say amen. No, these Sunday services are going to be nice. The way you are looking at it is like, this message is too difficult. I'm just talking about trees. What if you come next week, I'm now talking about lions. Yeah, it's like you are, the tree is coming. And when the tree falls in the forest, like I said, it breaks down a lot of trees. The thing for you to do so that, or be bend. You are not bendable like a bamboo that you go and then you come back. Yes, yeah, even the bamboo when it goes and sometimes the weight is on it, so it can't come back. Don't take a chance. Don't take a chance. You see, the problem with when trees are uprooted and they are being shifted is this: you, when you are uprooted, eh, your roots that have gone to the ground. Some tear, do you get it? And get stuck. And the tree lives by the nutrients from the earth, from the roots. So some tear, they, some get torn. Then you start to die. In the time that you, in the time that you are in transition, you start to die because you are not getting life. Then they, you are planted again. 
before you can start bearing fruit, your root must now go again. It must lay again before you can bear fruit. Depending on the soil. Whether the soil will even accept you. Whether the soil is even compatible with you. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes trees are uprooted out of ignorance. I mean, you, what you think it is, is not what it is. Only to go and find out that it wasn't what it was. 414. Deceive. See, there's, by all means, there's, there's, if it's not, they even type it and put it there. He said, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Yeah. If it's not there, you can type it there. You can edit it. Yeah. Number three, I close on this one. The third reason, I said the first reason why God wants us to be planted is that what? Every tree, every tree, or what, what we need, we have where we are. Where we, what we need as a tree to grow, we have it where we are. That is a sunlight, sunshine, sunlight, water, and a good ground. Then number two is what? No tree does well when it is uprooted. God knows you won't do well when you are. He has planted you. He said, the planting, you'll be the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. He has planted you at a right place. Then you too, you say, I've uprooted myself. I think this place, the, the sun that is shining is not too bright. I want to go to where the sun shines. Look, so depending on the type of sunshine you need and where God plants you. You can go to a place the sun shines so much that you can't survive. You will just dry up. You just dry up. You just dry up. Hey, you want to now become a desert plant. Meanwhile, you are not a desert. You are rice. I said you are rice. You are rice and you want to join desert plants. Hey. Plants that when they don't drink water for a long time, they are okay. They drink water once a year. You want to go and join them. Meanwhile, you, you need to drink water three times a day. Mm. Number three. The third reason is the blessings of being planted. The blessings of being planted. Psalm 1. The blessings. When you are planted, they are blessings. I said when you are planted, it comes with blessings. It said, blessed is the man. Put me up. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. So here the Bible is talking about somebody who is blessed. Okay? And he says, if somebody is blessed, the way you see a blessing is that he removes, he doesn't take advice from ungodly people. Jim, He doesn't stand with sinners in the way of sinners. I mean, you don't see him following. People are following something that is wrong. Then he's also following them. No. He doesn't, he doesn't sit with scornful people or scorners. People who laugh at you and mock at you. He doesn't have time for them. Hey, this is your church. You go to church a lot of times. So. Hey, please. So as you are going to church this time that you are going to church, are they going to give you a PPE to wear during the service as you are in the service? Hmm. Hey. So your church, don't they know that there's a corona that is a virus? Hmm. Then they start to laugh. It doesn't mix with these people. No. Next one, verse 2. For his, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And the Lord that he meditates day and night. So this is the life of a blessed person. Then now he compares that blessed person to a tree. Verse 3 says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Number one, that bringeth forth its fruit in this season. One of the things about being planted is that you will bring forth your fruit in your season. May you bring forth your fruit in your season. You will bring forth your fruit. There's a season where you must be fruitful. 
Ecclesiastes, the Bible says, to everything, there's a time and a season for every purpose on this earth. There's a time where you must get married. There's a time where you must pass matric. I say that again. There's a time where you must pass matric. 18, 19, latest. I mean, if 20, you are still writing matric, that's extra time. From 21, give up. I'm just joking, but it's true. There's a season. I mean, if 21, you are still writing matric, I mean, try, keep trying. But know that the season, yeah, that's not the season. I mean, 24, you are still studying for matric. You are still doing, hey, maybe matric is not, it's not being good to you. There's a season, as a young lady, there's a season where you must get a beloved. Where you must get a beloved and get married. There's a season that it is not necessary for you. You don't need it to only bring you problems. Not that you don't have a right to do it, but you don't need it. I mean, you see yourself getting married in seven years. You have gone to take a beloved today because all your friends have a beloved. What are you going to do with that beloved? It's only going to end in broken heart. Because seven years, that's a doctorate degree. Yeah. You have the right to do it, but you don't need it. It's not necessary. It's lawful, but it's not necessary. Oh, please, I just look, there are some things you need to be doing, and rather spend your energy and your time on it. Yeah, you see, this person has slept with you. When he finishes, I don't need you for anything. It doesn't even return your calls again, doesn't pick up when you call. So, Pastor, hmm, oh, huh? Just listen to today's preaching and tell yourself, at this point in my life, I don't need this thing. I can do it. Nobody can stop me from doing it, but I don't need it. Yeah, it's a season. Season for it. Yeah, I say, eh, but Pastor, why are you telling me not to have a beloved? But I can have a beloved if I want to have a beloved. I can even have two or three or four and manage them and just serve the nation. Yes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. No, if anybody tells you that you can't, the person is lying. Yes, you can. But do you need it? Do you need it? Do you need it? Look, there are some people they've been hurt so many times, they can't even be happy. Because even when everybody's eating bread, we are all happy. It's Christmas Day. They smile a little, and then they see somebody smiling like, Somebody who heard them some time ago, then their smile is gone. Every day they are crying. As if you are their pastor, every day you'll be mopping tears. But the Bible says that if you are planted by the rivers of water, you are planted by the rivers of water, you will bring forth your fruit in your season. When your season of fruitfulness comes, you will see that you have become fruitful. May you be fruitful in your season. Not before your season. I'm not so want to do things before our time. So then you have to steal or cheat to do that thing. Steal, cheat, or something to do that thing. But you bring forth your fruit in your season. It says, His leaves shall also not wither. To wither means to dry. One of the blessings of being planted is that you never wither. You never dry up. I've seen so many people say, oh, this, this, this. So I've left the church. Then they take a trip to wherever they are going. After some time, when you see, they see that they are dry. They are dry. Dry. You see the person. Hey. The person used to smoke only cigarettes. Oh, now he's into dah and drugs. Destroy. You, see the, you, you, you can't even, sometimes you see the people, you can't even recognize them. Somebody who used to be juicy, very nice. Around. You see the same girl, she's now dry. Job said, his bones are full of the sins of his youth. Yeah. 
When the prodigal son was in his father's house, he said, oh no, I think there's something else somewhere. I've got to go and get it. I've got to go and see it. I hear there's something in a, in a, in a country called a far country. i got to go there. And then he came to his father and said, give, me, give unto me the portion of goods that falleth unto me. The Bible says, and the father divided unto them his living. Not many days later, he gathered all together, took his journey. Guess where he went to? A far country. But Bible says when he went there, he wasted his life on wild living. You don't know the things you can do until you are in another environment. Uh, as for me, I'm a good person. I never tell. It's Lizzie who tells a lie. And then they say, but as for me, I don't do these things at all in the name of Jesus, the Father, the Son. I don't do these things at all. Until you are found in another place. This brought this guy. He never knew Raotos living for as long as he was living in his father's house. When he stepped out of his father's house, then he realized that he had the potential and the propensity to live a wild life. He never knew. Yeah. You never know how much you would like going to nightclubs. You will never know until you are caught up in another stage. So ask me, I've been in church since I was born. Every time I was in church, every day, one of the prayers I'm praying for my children is that when they leave my house, they'll continue living like the way they were living in my house. It's one of the, I always pray. Because maybe as they are living in my house, they don't know that they have the propensity and the potential to do some things until they step out. The prodigal son, he didn't know that he had the potential to sleep with prostitutes. It's when he went to the far country that he became a gigolo, sleeping with everybody around. Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know. It's when he so when he came back, the elder brother told the this guy he has been sleeping with harlots. Yeah, harlots. By the time he came. He didn't even have shoes. This guy went away as a rich guy. He didn't even have shoes. He didn't even have clothes to wear. Yeah. No makeup. The father had to give him a ring to wear. Nothing. And me as a pastor, I've been a pastor for about 20 years. I've seen it. People go. When you see them, when they come back, you can't believe that it's the same person. That's when, those are some of the things that make me realize that we are in a good ground. Because we are not so great. We don't do any fantastic anything, but we are still fresh. We are always watered. Our minds are working well. At least when we walk forward, we go forward. When we stop, we stop. And when we go back, we go back. But they come back dry like built on. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It says, and whatsoever he doeth, shall prosper. These are the blessings. Let's look at this one quickly. Psalm 92 quickly and then we close. One minute and we, we just read it and we close. Psalm 92. I'm showing you the blessings. These two scriptures talk about the blessings that come from being planted. It says Psalm, Psalm 92 13, 12, 13. It says the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree and shall grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Now, or in Lebanon. Let me tell you, the cedar and the palm tree, they are, they are big trees. That's why he uses them as the example. Big trees. These trees, they, 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 are, they are there for a long time before they start bearing fruit. They are not trees that, they are not like tomatoes. You plant them six days later, then you have fruit. No. They are big trees. You plant them, they can survive at the beach. The harshest May you be a Christian that can survive under the harshest circumstance. Harshest. Roughest. You came to church. Pastor blasted you. You still survive. Some of you will blast you only once. You say, hey. Yeah. It's a blessing. The scripture leaves we read to us. It's a blessing for your father to correct you. It's a blessing for your pa- You should be praying. That, uh, why, why, why am I never corrected? You should. You should it's a he corrects him as a father who loves his child. You should ask yourself, how come that's for me? I've never been corrected by a bishop before. You, that's the question you should ask yourself. You should be worried. Hey, am I that good? Meanwhile, you know that you are not that good. If you were that good, when you wake up and you are going out, you won't put on makeup because you're already good. 
But you have to put on makeup to cover some things. Because you're already good. Yeah, you're, if you were already good, you, you won't comb your hair when you are good. Today when I got here, one waiter gave me a comb. I said, ah, what for? He said, oh, comb your hair. I said, thank you. Then I comb my hair. Then I put it down. So we are not that good. So if nobody has shouted at you before that, stop this thing you are doing. Stop what you are doing. Some of you, you wee wee in bed. Stop wee wee in bed. Say, why did they say I wee wee in bed? Why did they say I should stop? Is it your bed? Look, when you wee wee, it smells in the whole house. Hashes, madly, hash. Look, hash. If you become something great, somebody has to correct you all the time. When we correct you and you get angry, it's just a sign that you will not become something great. That's all. Because anywhere, the steps you have to take to become great, somebody has to correct you, shout at you, beat you. Even sometimes shout at you at what you have not done. Shout at you by mistake. It's all part of the development. It's all part of, it's all part of your development. Yeah. All the times that the bishop has shouted at me, I've marked all of them down. Yeah, they all part, form part of my development. Then you start, they say, you get angry because bishop has shouted at you. You are a joke. <laughs> See, let's go on. He says. Verse 10, he says, those that be planted in the house shall flourish in the court of may you flourish in the courts of our God. I pray that from today you will be planted in the house so that you can flourish in the courts of the Lord. You can flourish, planted so that you can flourish. Now, being planted is not only just physically being because there are some people who are in, in a house, but their hearts are already out. Sometimes you have children who are living at home, they are just waiting to be able to afford their own place, then they leave. So physically they are there, but their hearts are no longer there. Being planted, it requires your body, your heart, and your mind. If you are, not, if you are planted in one part, another part is disconnected. That's it. You will not flourish. All three, Alan, your, your mind, your heart, and your body, they must all be planted. This is where I am. I am here fully and completely. Those of you at home, listen to me and listen to me well. If you are not planted both from, from your mind, your heart, and your whole body physically, you will not do well. I pray that everybody hearing the sound of my voice will do well and be planted in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet, let's share a word of prayer. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down. In green pasture, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anoints my head with oil, my cup runs over. Then he makes one conclusion. He says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Then I will dwell, I will be planted. I will dwell and be planted in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I pray that that will be your story in the name of you. Lift your hands, let us pray. Father, thank you for everybody here. Thank you for everybody who's watching. I pray, give us the grace to be planted and to be stable. May no wind blow us, of course, in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say a better Amen. Say Amen at home. Wow. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want, to, I want to be born again. I want my name to be written in the Lamb books of, Lamb's Book of Life. Even if you are at home, you want to pray this prayer with me so that Jesus will become the Lord of your life. If you are here like that or you are at home, please pray this prayer with me. Everybody close your eyes. Let's pray this prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. From today, I receive Jesus as my Lord and my personal Savior. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. 
in Jesus mighty name amen why don't you clap your hands for Jesus hallelujah you may be seated in the presence of God hallelujah hallelujah wow how many of us are going to be planted how many of us will not allow any big tree to fall on us and to make us collapse Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.